0: Hey friends, this is Allison and Becky, and you're listening to Two American Peas in a Mexican podcast.
1: Woohoo! Hey everybody, we're so excited about this episode today. Super excited because it's what we've been promising you for such a long time. And we gave it a name and our name is Stories from the Archives installment one.
0: Because there will be more installments. Because there will be regular installments. <laughs> yes.
1: And and we just had so much fun. So much fun recording recording it. We know that you probably heard these stories before, but I mean they're just classic, so you just gotta listen to it again. So I just want to say that this episode will include Becky's cross-country trip with her parents, her as a nine-year-old and her brother as a thirteen-year-old. Imagine that, if you will, and that's gonna be super fun.
0: And then we we also get to hear about um, Allison's very first and I think only experience. <laughs> yes. On public transportation here in ensenada um we we're pretty sure that you're gonna like this one because we love it so enjoy listening hey everybody uh, Becky and I are sitting
1: here and t- talking about all of our hilarious <laughs> many many hilarious stories that we have that we been dying to share we just think every every few sessions we should get together and just tell stories on ourselves um And we're laughing, laughing, laughing about all the different stories we have to tell. And finally, we just decided we needed to hit the record button and just get busy telling them (laughs) because they're just so fun. And there's so many of them. Right, Beck?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to run out of stories. I'm pretty sure we
1: never will. (laughs) The other part of it is they keep happening, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. But... Um, I know that we mentioned in the beginning that Becky is really competitive and I have all kinds of crazy things happen to me all the time. (laughs) So um, we thought we'd, you know, kind of fill that in a little bit and let you see just how true it is. For reels, for reals and um i'm begging i'm over here begging <laughs> becky to start with this one story that i i can never get enough of this story it's so good it's from her childhood and it has to do with her older brother so i'm just gonna let that be the intro to this story and let becky fill in all the details go beck
0: okay so, and the advantage I have here is that my brother is not here to defend himself. Ha ha Frank. Here we go. Okay, so my family, I have to give you a little bit of background information. When I was in, I was going into fifth grade and my brother, Frank, was going into eighth grade. My family went on a cross-country vacation and we drove from California to Washington, D.C. And then back again. So, I mean, we were gone for a month. We were in the car. There were lots of days when we were in the car for like 15, 16 hours a day. Um, It was so much fun. I have so many great memories from that trip. But one of the things that my parents found, or I think somebody gave us from that trip, was this thing to go, we were in a, a big truck and it was in this thing to go over the back seat of the truck and it had all these different pockets in them. And so, you know, I was fifth grade, so I was, what, like 11 years old? Something like that. Yeah, maybe a um, little bit younger. Maybe a little maybe. bit younger. Maybe I was like 10, and Frank mm-hmm. would, that would have made Frank 14. He's four years older than, than I am. Um, and so all of, we had all these pockets that we could fill up with things that would keep us entertained in the car. And so my pockets, every single one of them, was full of Barbies, Barbie clothes, be accessories, everything a girl would need on a on a cross country trip, right? Yes. And Frank's pockets were all full of knives. Pocket <laughs> knives, whatever other kind of knife there is. <laughs> so that gives you a little background information into both Frank and I. Um and the, but the other thing you need to know about this trip is that about I don't know a day and a half into it, Frank and I could not sit in the back seat together without just fighting nonstop. I mean,
1: because fifteen, sixteen hours in a car with your sibling—I mean, right
0: there. What else are you going to do? That, sounds,
1: that just sounds like an invitation for fighting.
0: <laughs> so my my mom, my dear sweet mom, what she decided was that Frank and I just. She'd had enough, and Frank and I couldn't be sitting in the back seat at the same time together. So (laughs) she sat in the back seat 100% of the time, and and Frank and I took turns sitting in the front seat. I know, my my mom. Um, But apparently that was a better alternative to listening to us fight the whole time. So, okay, so that's, I think, the background information that you need to know. So I was, it was my turn to sit in the front seat and somehow my mom ended up on Frank's side and Frank ended up on my side in the back seat and my mom fell asleep or something. I was reading a book, fell asleep. I don't know. Wasn't paying attention to what Frank was doing. Oh, I guess. Oh
1: yeah. You need to tell about the music, don't you? It didn't that have part something
0: to do with it oh maybe we got the other thing that we got to do is my parents made a lot of sacrifices on this trip <laughs> i would just like to say is that frank and i got to take turns choosing um what cassette tape we would listen to <laughs> and so for you know we frank had a bunch that he would but they were all country music every single one of them was country. oh yes of course um and so frank would you know have a different one every time, but I had fallen in love with this one cassette tape and which was Patsy Klein singing of course and, and so every single time it was my turn, we listened to that same Patsy Klein cassette tape, so you know it would be whatever Frank chose, and then Patsy Klein and then Frank's choice and then Patsy Klein Frank's choice Patsy Klein but <laughs> so not yeah, the same one at one, at one point in time, my dad even like out of the blue, pulled into this gas station, like a truck stop gas station. We didn't need gas, but he went inside and bought a different Patsy Klein cassette <laughs> and came out and like threw it on my lap because he had had it with that one particular Patsy Klein cassette tape. <laughs> Anyway. Crazy. Uh-huh. I go out walking after midnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. There's a little background. I guess, yeah, I guess I have to tell something else about myself, too. The other thing that I was doing on this trip, which I maybe 90% was doing it because I knew it drove my brother crazy and maybe 10% doing it because I actually wanted to, was so I would brush and brush and brush and brush and brush my Barbie's hair. And, you know, there's Barbie hair ends up in the brush. So I decided to collect the hair and make this giant, gi- giant <laughs> hair ball, which, which I'm sure ended up in Frank's face more often than he would have liked. So those two things put together. And and it, I mean, it was like maybe by this time, the size of like, a, I don't know, maybe a tennis ball the hairball at the by the end of oh. the trip it was giant. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I mean it was that's it was so gross. That's it was gross. So gross. It it was gross. <laughs> I'm I'm a little embarrassed by that part of the story. But <laughs> but I do have to be fair and tell both sides. So, that and I'm sure a few other things added on to that. Frank had just kind of had it. So he was in the back seat, my mom was asleep and he had all my Barbies right in front of him. So, do you know what he did? <laughs> the first thing he did was he took all of their clothes off. And I still remember I was planning one of my Barbies was going to get married. And so I was planning the wedding, and they were all dressed according. They had not had the wedding yet, but they were all dressed, all had their hair done, and they were ready to have the wedding. Okay? So they weren't just wearing any clothes. Like, it was special clothes that they were wearing, but really specific clothes for this wedding, Barbie wedding. And so the first thing Frank did was he took all the Barbie clothes off.
1: Oh, no. The special
0: Right. I mean, it took me, I don't know, probably like at least 200 miles to get those Barbies dressed in (laughs) just the right outfits. So he took all their clothes off. I mean, you know, which is annoying, but whatever. But then the next thing that he did was he popped every single one of their heads off. (laughs) I love that part. (laughs) And once a Barbie's head is popped off, it's never the same again. So I get back once it's time to change, you know, trade seats. I get back into the back seat and my there has been like a Barbie massacre. <laughs> the heads are popped off, their wedding clothes are off. <laughs> I I mean, I lost it. I lost it. What would you do in that Probably It was so much work just what? down the drain, and my Barbie's heads were off. Did you cry real tears? I probably did. I don't know if they were <laughs> out of sadness or out of anger, but I'm sure that I did.
1: Oh, my gosh. Was there a
0: little smirk on Frank's face? Oh, he was so proud of himself. He was so proud of himself. So... <laughs> <laughs> So my best revenge, I mean, I couldn't just let, you know, couldn't just let us no. be, but I was, what, 10. Mm-hmm. So my best revenge was, I think it was at least for the next two days of the trip, at least two days of the trip, I, like, refused, I refused to acknowledge that he existed. Every time, every, every time my parents would say, say his name, I would be Frank, who's Frank? I don't, I don't know any Franks, or <laughs> If they would say something to him, I would say, "Who? Are you, who are you talking to?" There's nobody sitting there. There's nobody sitting in that place in the truck. Oh my god! Um, and it, I mean, it wasn't just like we were at home, and so I occasionally we were in the same vehicle for hours on end. Oh my gosh. And I would I refused to acknowledge that my brother existed. It was at least two days. I don't know. I'm not even sure how we ever got over it. But
1: and, I all this time that <laughs> I've heard this story. I have this. Visual of this, you know, caddy on the back of the seat with all these little parts, all these little pockets mm-hmm. filled with headless Barbies. <laughs> Where were the heads, by the way? They
0: were probably in the pockets too. I don't, I don't remember exactly what they looked like. Oh, I blocked Barbie that. holding. It her was head. too traumatic. I blocked that part out of my memory. But oh my gosh! And can I tell you the most ironic? part about this story? Yes, please. Okay. I didn't even realize the irony until we were sitting here laughing about it about, <laughs> I don't know, 10 minutes ago. Um, so my daughter, Maddie, who is four, has just started really getting into Barbies. And my mom, of course, saved all my Barbie stuff in this giant trunk. So the last time we were uh, my parent visiting my parents, I uh, am in August. My mom got the Barbies out, and Maddie got to choose some to take home. <laughs> and so, of course, among the Barbies that she chose to take home to play with, a few of them were the Barbies who lost their heads in that <laughs> tragic, tragic incident—the
1: Barbie massacre,
0: massacre, the, bar- the Barbie massacre of. <laughs> 92 or whatever it was 94 <laughs> um and so i am still to this day because once barbie's heads are popped off they're never the same they never stay on like they, they should never recover they never recover they never fully recover and so to this day i am still having to put those barbie's heads back on <laughs> to their bodies this morning i kid you not this morning at like six thirty in the morning maddie came into our room because one of her Barbie's heads had fallen off and I needed to put it back on for her.
1: <laughs> Frank and the Barbie Massacre. Dun, dun, dun.
0: So, yeah. Oh, we love you, Frank. We do. I do. I do. I do love my brother. We've. You made it up since then. It took a while, <laughs> but our relationship has recovered. Yes, yes, yes.
1: He's your big fan. You're his big fan. Uh,
0: yeah. So anyway, that's my story. That's my big Barbie, (laughs) the Barbie Massacre of 94. I like that.
1: I love that. I love that story.
0: And there's also a lot more stories where that came from. Oh, yes. Most of them involving Frank. A lot of them involving that cross-country trip (laughs) with my family. It was a great time. But you guys, I'm not the only one with stories. (laughs) Like many of you know, Allison has... The best story. (laughs) The best stories. I thought you were going to say, I have the
1: talent. I have a talent. I have a hidden talent.
0: (laughs) Well... That too. Yes, that too. I definitely do. And I feel like one of your most classic <clears throat> stories, maybe the most classic, is your the micro story.
1: Yeah, I feel like I have to tell that. micro. I think micro. you have
0: to tell that one. You know,
1: I kind of want to save that story for later because, you know, it is the grand finale kind <laughs> of a story. But it's so good. And it just... It tells so many things about the Allison World. It's
0: one of my it's one of my like top ten Allison stories because there are that many guys. It, them an, to have it top has to 10. be in
1: your top five.
0: It, it might even be top three.
1: Yeah, because it's. <laughs> I mean, it's so classic. It really, really <laughs> is. So let me let me tell you guys about this story. <clears throat> so <laughs> we have we have um, really good. I I think really good public transportation in Ensenada. Yeah. And and, and it generally uh, revolves around l- buses that are not the size of a school bus. They're like a third of the size or maybe half, but
0: really mm-hmm. even like the smaller. Small, yeah, the yeah. small like the small school buses. Yeah, the, sc- the
1: sh- small the sh- the school bus <laughs> the the short bus that they take on field trips with uh-huh. just one classroom yeah. or that kind of bus. And um and they're kind of cute. I think they're kind of cute. Maybe just because I grew up with big buses. I don't know. I, I just thought they were kind of cute. So anyway, I got it in my mind that someday I was going to ride. And they're called micros because they're micro buses, micros. And so I got the idea that one day, one glorious day, I was going to take a micro. And um, of course, all my friends that have to take micros <laughs> Thought that that was just ridiculous and why would anybody want to do that when she had her own car but for me it was gonna be this like experience and I was super <laughs> excited about it so but it you know I never it, it wasn't just easy to have happen I had two kids at the time I think my kids were in you know grade school and um, middle school and so it just wasn't easy to have happen but one day my car was in the shop and so I said to the girl that worked in our office I said Fabi this is my day I get to take the micro today and of course she rolled her eyes so loudly that you could hear it three blocks away and I said so tell me what I have to do and how do I do it and she said okay well you go about a block from here and you wait on this corner and then the micro will come and then you flag it down and then you take it and she basically told me my whole route and told me basically where to get off and i had heard that there was a special way that you get off the bus you know like it's it doesn't just stop at every bus stop like i think i think in the united states they stop at just regular bus stops, right? And I think you just, so, yeah. if nobody gets off, nobody gets off, going. but they do stop. But here, you have to kind of flag down the bus if you want to ride, and then you have to tell the bus driver when you want uh-huh. to get off. And there's a way to tell the bus driver <laughs> when you want to get off. And it's a way that to this day, I can't hardly remember because it does not make sense. It, you say something like, We get off.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And, and even if it's just one, yeah, person. Even yeah, even if it's just one you person, say you say thing. we get
1: off, and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So anyway, I was like, I can't remember that. I'm never going to remember that. And she goes, <laughs> well, you can also say, at the corner, at the corner, and I said, okay, I can say at the corner. I can say that. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs>
0: so How, I, wait, I have to ask, uh, what was your Spanish like at this point in time? Did you was your were your Spanish skills?
1: I mean, I mean, there probably wasn't weren't as good as they are today, but they weren't super basic. Okay, but I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I mean, I saw buses. I had been on a bus before, you know. I mean, how much, how much savvy does it take to take a bus ride across the city, (laughs) right?
0: You, you You wouldn't wouldn't think.
1: think. Uh, there we go that was the wrong premise that was the wrong premise so anyway so I grab all my stuff and my stuff included my purse and a bag of fruit and I don't know my jacket I don't know what all I had with me and I go walking a block away and I find this spot that I'm supposedly supposed to stand in and it's in front it was like on a nothing street which was weird. Uh It didn't look like the kind of street that a bus was going to go down. And then it was in front of someone's house. So there I am, this white, you know, (laughs) 40-year-old standing on a street corner in Ensenada in the middle of the day. And I, I... I didn't really see this happening, but I just felt that the people that own the house were looking out the window, (laughs) trying to figure out what she's doing there. And the bus didn't come, and the bus didn't come, and no buses came, and hardly any cars came. And I was just like, I was a little fit to be tied. I was like, can I be on the right corner? Did Bobby tell me the right place? Anyway, so finally the bus comes around the corner, and I flag it down ever so properly, <laughs> and it stops, and And I go to get on, and as I'm getting on, I... I just bang my forehead into the doorframe. I mean, they have these little bitty doorframes. I mean, I know Mexicans are smaller in general, but I mean, they're like small doorframes. And so I just bang my forehead on it, okay? And so I, I'm fumbling up the steps after banging my forehead. And and I'm, I'm trying to get my money out of my purse, and I'm... Kind of flopping all over. And in that exact precise moment, the bus driver starts driving the bus. <laughs> and I'm like, I come from a world where, you know, you get on the bus, uh-huh. you pay the you money, pay first. or you don't continue getting on the bus, right? Right. And so I'm trying to get my money out, and the guy just starts driving. So then I'm like I'm like falling all over the place because I can't get my balance. And I'm still trying to get my coins out. And I can't get my coins out because I can't get my balance. And so I just kind of plop into the seat right behind the driver. The only thing is the seat right behind the driver was already filled with an older lady and a little girl. And so I kind of sat on the lap of the little girl. The poor little girl was under this crazy white woman. And so I'm still trying to get the money out of my pocket, trying, trying to get it. And so I'm digging, digging for the money. And as I'm digging for the money, my bag of fruit <laughs> opens up and all the fruit goes <laughs> everywhere. In the entire micro. I mean, you could hear the fruit (laughs) rolling back across the micro and hitting the sides of the bus (laughs) on all different sides of the bus. So I'm still fumbling with the money. I finally get the money. I tap the bus driver on the shoulder, the bus driver who's not paying any attention to me whatsoever, (laughs) tapping him on the shoulder. He abruptly turns around, takes my money, like, what's the matter with you, lady? Why do you have to give this to me right this second? And then I get up to walk back to my seat, to a seat. And I'm, you know, it's, the bus is going. (laughs) To to a seat
0: that's not occupied. Yeah. by somebody else already
1: a a real seat for me for me alone (laughs) and i and i'm like weaving because the bus is rocking back and forth right so here i am i all i want to do all i want to do is sink down into the rubber mat underneath (laughs) my feet and disappear forever but no i'm weaving back to my seat (laughs) While I can hear my fruit rolling across the bottom. So I sit down, finally sit down on a seat. And I just, I kind of sit down in a way like I'm all hunched in and squeezed in on myself. Like I'm trying, like I'm a turtle trying to sink into my shell, you know. Just sit quietly. Don't be noticeable. Don't do anything else crazy on this trip. Just try and not be noticed. When I feel this tap on my right shoulder and I turn around and it's a person handing me a piece of fruit. (laughs) And then I feel a tap on my left shoulder and it's another person handing me a piece of fruit. And so on and so forth for like the next four blocks. People (laughs) are handing me my fruit right and left. And the thing is, I'm going to make a generalization here, but I think you'll agree with me. In general, people in public places, Mexican people in public places are very polite. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it would have been a little bit easier if someone would have just started laughing, and then we could all start laughing and just take it as Uh funny, and this is so silly, and ha, 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 look (laughs) at all the things that are happening to me today. But no, everyone was so proper and quiet (laughs) and just sweetly handing me my fruit. And so I was just... Without turning around and looking at them, without (laughs) bursting into sobs, I just stuck the fruit piece by piece back into my bag. And so then I was able to sit in silence for about two or three blocks. But then I saw that my bus stop was coming up, my place where I needed to get off. And so I'm like rehearsing in my brain. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? And I go, oh, yeah. At the corner, at the corner. So I muster all my courage and I go at the corner, and nobody even acts like they heard that words came out of my mouth. And the bus driver doesn't (laughs) doesn't bat an eye, doesn't flinch, doesn't turn around to hear me, and doesn't move over to the right side of the road. In fact. He changes lanes and moves into the left lane. So now I'm like, well, maybe he didn't hear me. So I say it louder, at the corner. <laughs> and instead of doing anything, he still doesn't bat an eye, doesn't change anything about his, nothing shows that the world has heard my cry. <laughs> and so he turns left. And when he turns <laughs> left, I realize that at that precise moment when I was actually, ax- asking to be let off was where his route turned and so he couldn't pull over where I wanted him to because he had to get in the lane to get onto the other side and so and so then I say it one more time and this time I'm a little bit miffed and I say (laughs) at the corner and so he pulls over and he gets ready to let me off and I grab all my things I grab my fruit I'm trying not to make eye contact with anyone (laughs) just want to get off the micro that's all I want in the world is to get out of there (laughs) and I go to the front of the bus and I go down the stairs and guess what I smack my forehead (laughs) on the door frame getting out and that's the end of my story.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that story. I love that story. I know. I know it's just classic. So, oh I love
1: the story because it <clears throat> it shows just how it shows just how incredible I can be in those situations. I, I mean, s- wouldn't you say I have a talent? Um it's
0: more than that. <laughs> yes, you have a talent, but I feel like I feel like it's Like, a curse? (laughs) Like, maybe a curse from, like, generations (laughs) back? (laughs) It's not, because it's not just stuff that you do. It's that things happen to you. I mean, that that story is mostly about stuff that you were doing. But...
1: (laughs) (laughs) But <laughs> this is how these t- conversations generally go, where the other person is really trying to give <laughs> me the benefit of the doubt.
0: No, but there's things that just happen to you. That's true. That, that is yeah, true. Yeah, wouldn't happen to a normal person. But you
1: know what? I have a really strong theory about why that happened. I think what? I probably told you before. When I was in college, I had... This strong belief that I was supposed oh, to go yeah. out there and do something for God. And so I I gave him my life, my whole life. And I realized that one of my bad character traits was pride. And I said, Lord, just do whatever it takes to break pride in me and I'm telling you that prayer
0: has been answered in spades the whole rest of my life uh, every time something happens to you do you can just it's like a reminder God answers <laughs> prayers. No, that's, that's not exactly what runs through my head. I'm just more like, why did you answer that prayer? Wait, but I have a question about your story. How? To, okay, so the way that you paid the driver was obviously not the right way to do it. But what is the right way?
1: Like, Well, actually, I've been traumatized about ever going on a micro again. No, actually, I had I did go on it another time. And I was way cooler the second
0: time. <laughs> Well, uh-uh. you set the bar pretty low. <laughs> For one thing, I ducked when
1: I went in and got off. <clears throat> but I guess the deal is they're not as they know that you're going to pay, right? So uh-huh. so you just go sit down and then I guess you pay on your way out or you hand your money up through someone else Sometime or whatever. Uh-huh. I I don't really know. I don't know well enough to say that I know what the protocol is, but I will say that <clears throat> if you're carrying if you're carrying a bag of fruit and there's a little girl and an old lady <laughs> sitting behind the bus driver, just go ahead and go to your seat.
0: <laughs> that would be my rule of thumb. Wise words Alice. <laughs> wise words
1: Uh, okay so there you go and and that's just one of several but oh the other thing I wanted to say about that story is I think it shows that I'm that that things happen to me and I do crazy crazy things but I also love that it just shows that I'm I'm kind of a mess in a foreign country. Like, like if God really, if God really, really cared a lot about his reputation, <laughs> he, he might not call people like me. <laughs> so basically what I'm trying to say in a strange way is if if God will take a person like me, I think he'll take... I think he's pretty open. <laughs> I think he's pretty okay. Has a good self-esteem.
0: I th- I think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> okay, so okay. you have to
1: tell another one so that I we don't end on that crazy note.
0: Okay, so I think we should end this our very first story podcast <laughs> with a story about both of us. So yes, that just happened. When was that? A- Two weeks ago, last week, a week and a half. I don't know. I don't even know. Sometime recently. Know. Okay, but first. <laughs> so Allison talks a lot about playing Yahtzee. That was I know that that was something that you and Brant used to like to do a lot, <laughs> and so because because of that, Hans and I bought this little Yahtzee set. It's like a little travel <laughs> set. It's really cute, and so we've been playing, and then, you know we're okay. There's a lot. There's some luck, some strategy involved. We. Sometimes we get lucky. We don't really have very good strategies yet. We're learning. We're working on it. Um, So we play every once in a while. So somehow I mentioned that one time when I was at your house recently. And what was your response, Allison? I would like you to say the words.
1: (sighs) Oh, I said said something humble like, oh, I could play with you sometime. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Okay, what I really said was, Oh, I'm so good at that game. I always win in Yahtzee. I'm the Yahtzee Queen, I said. I said on all of our Yahtzee scorecards at the bottom is written Allison the Queen because I always win.
0: <laughs> That's what she said. And so we laughed and I said, Oh, I don't know, I'm not I'm I don't like losing guys. <laughs> So I decided maybe it wouldn't be a good, a good idea to play with Allison because, you know, I'm not going to set myself up for failure. So You know where this story is going. So I went home that day. And then, I don't know, a couple weeks later, Hans and I were both here at your house and um, we were just visiting, and you, Allison gets this gleam in her eye and <laughs> leaves the room and comes back holding her Yahtzee game. She's like, "Guys, <laughs> let's play Yahtzee!" <laughs> With her imaginary crown on her head. Oh yes, Queen Queen, Queen Allison. Yahtzee. So we get the Yahtzee game out and we start playing, and lo and behold, guess who gets a Yahtzee? <sighs> Not the Yahtzee queen. I'll give you a hint. It was not the Yahtzee queen. <laughs> Becky, Becky gets a Yahtzee right. Not too far into the game. It was not too far into the game, and then I started being like, "Ooh, I need this number," and I'd roll the dice, and I would get that number. It just kept happening over and over. And I mean, it was it was a really good game. I've played enough to know that that was a really good game.
1: Yeah, it was. It was disturbing. It was disturbing how good it was. And then, (laughs) and then what did you roll? I don't remember. You don't remember? What did I... You rolled another Yahtzee. Oh, I got two Yahtzees.
0: That's right. I got two. Not just one. I got two Two. Yahtzees
1: that game. And then the second Yahtzee you get doesn't count as 50 points. It counts as 100 points. Plus whatever the dice were and you get to count it there too so you got like a whopping like i don't know 120 points or something on that second yahtzee
0: yeah i got a lot of points on that well in that game in general i got a lot of points yes you really did you really really did and so the the yahtzee queen was (laughs) decrowned
1: Well, then I didn't get a Yahtzee. I kept rolling and rolling for a Yahtzee, and there was none. And so, yes, I was not only decrowned, I was way decrowned. Yeah,
0: you. I think Hans beat you, too. I think he did. <laughs> but then but then you were like, oh, yeah, we get high scores like that. We get high scores like that. Watch, <laughs> I'll show you. And so she starts looking through the the old scorecard. And there weren't any, I mean, I believe you that you did at some point in time get a high score like that, but there weren't any and it just, it was just great. It just added on to the whole what thing. What was
1: really the worst thing <clears throat> is that all those, uh, of all those scorecards, there weren't hardly any that said Alice and the Queen either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really shaking my head like, did that really happen to me? <laughs> or do I just invent these things? <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh. Anyway.
0: It was a good game. All that to say,
1: if you want to have a party, Becky and I are your girls. We are. Absolutely. We can make anything fun. Actually, next time we tell stories, we should tell stories about how we have made parties out of nothing. Yeah. Because that's one of our hidden talents.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll do that the next yeah. our next story time. Sounds good to me. Well, yeah. Thanks for being with us. We hope you liked it. We had fun. We hope that you did too.
1: Yeah, we hope that you enjoy these stories because we're we're having so much fun. <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yes. Have a good day and remember
0: Love Crosses Cultures. Yes, it does. Thanks for listening. Um we hope you enjoyed it. And this is Becky here and I have one correction that my parents would like the world to know. Um, They want everyone to know that they did not make their nine-year-old and 13-year-old sit in a car for like 16 hours on end. Apparently my nine-year-old self remembered that part wrong. It was like eight (laughs) or nine hours a day. So I would like to clear that up. no child abuse. No, no child is abused in the making of these stories, um, and we hope you liked it. Thanks for listening, and um, share it. We really want uh, other people to be able to listen to our podcast too. So if you liked it, give it a share, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: If you like what you listen to, please subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Two American peas in a Mexican pod. Look for a new podcast to release every other Friday. And remember, love crosses cultures.